0: What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-hosts Jack Manis and Andrew Schreffler. And today, today, you are listening to the 158th episode of the podcast. Welcome back, folks. Week eight is in the books. And I'd say, well, during this week, we'll mark the midway point of the season already flying by. And we will be taking a look at some news and notes from around the league. And we'll be looking forward to week 10. Sorry, week 9, not week 10, and beyond. Uh, as as me and the guys will be giving our midseason award predictions on today's show. So there's that to look forward to. Um, and as always, Lock of the Week. How are we feeling today, boys? We have a we have a jam-packed episode. We have a lot of news. I feel like there's a lot going on right now. The trade deadline just passed. How how how, we're, how we feeling midway through the season?
1: We're chilling, bro. Yeah, we good. We cool. We live. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. I guess they're saving their analysis for the <laughs> segments. <laughs> Please never. Do I got to call. Again. <laughs> I Flu have a call for
2: Jack today. Flu game for Jack today.
0: I know we were joking about you hacking and coughing into the microphone before the episode, but I did not actually think you were going <laughs> to do it.
1: I <laughs> just wasn't real. planning on it. I it's asked you real. on
0: behalf of the listeners to please refrain from doing so. <laughs> so, <Go ahead. laughs> so as always, we're going to kick today's show off with Eagles rant of the week from Shreff. The Eagles defeated the Detroit Lions. What was it? thirty? No,
2: 41-6? Yeah, something like that. It was around that. that it area. got out of hand
0: pretty quickly. and i am definitely interested to hear whether this has sparked some optimism in shreff's brain probably not considering the um the quality of opponents or lack thereof but without further ado go ahead the the floor is yours you can say whatever you want have they turned a page
2: thanks mitchell i appreciate it um no they haven't turned a page um it was a it was definitely a a win you know the, the counts. um Lions, I think, we came in this week. I think a lot of people were saying, like, and I I agreed, the Lions are, like, maybe the best, like, going into this week, we're, like, the best, like, 0-17 that anyone's ever seen. Like, they've stayed competitive in pretty much every game. Um, Eagles dispelled that pretty quickly. Um, I finally, for once in my life, came with some stats, um, which Mm -hmm. I felt was helpful. I'll start off by saying, because I know you guys like my quick, like, one or two words uh, summary. Yeah. the Yeah. Um, The first thing I have here says Eagles, not bad um wasn't wasn't your adjective last week bad it was it was very bad I think or something okay so so not bad not bad not bad bad. all right um five yards per carry four rushing TDs that was uh one of the big things that we've talked about is their lack of rushing game which has never really been an issue (laughs) until this year it seems like they addressed that um and of course in in typical Eagles fashion uh Kenneth Gainwell who's been like one of the few bright spots of this team just like didn't play
1: um, I, yeah, into, I'm just so baffled. Like does Sirianni would, not like, I was like, also baffled. Whoever at, their best running back is. Do they not like playing them? Yeah, like, no, out, I have, I I have no explanation for it, but I mean,
2: if it makes you feel any better, Jordan Howard had two rushing touchdowns. So that's yeah, that came out of nowhere. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, but five yards per carry four rushing touchdowns, offensive line looked good. Um, Hertz was asked to do a lot less than in previous games. And I thought uh, even though it was a very small sample size in terms of like action that he got, I thought he played a good game. Didn't really make any big mistakes did what he was supposed to do, got the job done, clearly. Um, and also on the offense, Dallas Goddard, ever since Ertz's departure, it's become clear that Goddard, I think, is is Hurts' uh, number one target when he's out there looking for guys. Um, I like Goddard a lot. It's been nice to see him get more snaps now that Ertz is gone. Um, defensive side, last week I talked about the fact that the Eagles are playing the most conservative defense ever created in human history. Um, not as much the case on Sunday. Uh, 21 pressures, six sacks. And I'm also going to give a personal shout out to Josh Sweat who played a fantastic game and is seemingly living up to the contract that they gave him over the off season. Um, And that's about all I have for this game. Uh, I was also looking ahead. Their next three games are against the Chargers, the Broncos and the saints. I would say they should be able to win two out of, out of those three games. Um, If they don't, that's upsetting, but also not surprising because Although they did blow out the Lions this week, I still obviously don't think the Eagles are a good team. I still think there's a lot of holes that need to be addressed. And then I'm also going to mention with the trade deadline, I was expecting them to be moving on from some more uh, guys than they did. I thought Fletcher Cox was as good as gone for a couple hours, and that just didn't happen. Um, Whatever. I thought they were going to make some more moves. They didn't. um, Not overall, not a bad week. Not really much I can say about it. this is definitely a lot more tame than my rant last week, but that's about all I have.
0: Yeah, I mean, you obviously have to play who is on your schedule. Mm-hmm. So not their fault that they got the Lions <laughs> this week. So they took care of business. 44 to 6 was actually the score of the game. I, I just thought it was that. verified that right now. Um, and you mentioned the upcoming schedule. I mean, it gets light, it does. to be honest. I mean, Chargers, that's going to be a little bit of a tough one. I know that's at home. Yeah. Charger have, chargers have to go cross country but still tough opponent then like you said Broncos who haven't looked great at all Saints who just lost Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas is confirmed out for the year we will get to that later on in the news and no segment then they get the Giants Jets football team Giants football team so, yeah, so I, I mean, mean- it,
2: it's their form it's their form to take I, I don't I don't need them to like win all these games I just I there isn't really besides this Chargers game coming up, there's not really a game on this schedule that they should be getting like completely outplayed like the, these games should all be close coming down the stretch here.
0: Right. And I also think it, we did. You did kind of mention it briefly, but, you know, arguably their best rushing game comes when Miles Sanders doesn't play. That's kind Seems of that like way. ironic. So whatever. And I guess we can move on. But the last thing I do want to say here is what what do you what do you want to happen for the rest of the season? Like, do you, from listening to Philadelphia Sports Radio, which is definitely a uh, a snapshot of how the fan base is feeling, clearly because they regularly take callers and whatnot. Oh, yes. feel like it's kind of um, a tough spot to be in, you know Most of the fans are kind of in agreement in that they don't really want them to go nine and eight, eight and nine sneak into the playoffs. It's kind of putting over in their eyes a band-aid over a, a large open womb, you know, kind of temporarily making it seem like things are gonna work out, but ultimately in their eyes, a regime change is gonna be the only thing that kind of pushes the needle further for this franchise. So, what do you think? Do you want them to stay competitive and try to win as many games as possible? Or I know they're three and five, and that's technically they're only one game out of a wild card spot midway through the season here, but what what is your hopes for the remaining part of the season i wanted to ask
2: yeah it, it's tough because i i would actually argue that ever since the super bowl year it's been in that stage where they were just good enough to sneak into a playoff spot but there were so many holes on that roster that they simply couldn't address because they didn't have enough draft capital for it um this year i i honestly what i what i want them to do like in an ideal world i i kind of want them to take on the role that the Lions have been taken on, which is like not going to win games really, but like clearly like they, there's a, like Lions have a coach that the players want to play for. They're playing hard every week. Their only issue is they're just not talented enough. And that's the bottom line of it. And that would probably be my ideal situation for the Eagles because we mentioned this last week, but I mean, as of now you're going into the draft with three with three first round picks and two of them are top 10. I don't want them to relinquish those. Cause like I said before, I do not trust the current regime in terms of drafting. So the higher the pick, the less chance there is of that being an issue. Um, but like, I mean, the ideal situation is obviously Howie Roseman gets kicked to the curb. Um, as of now, I don't see any way in that uh, in which that happens, but a way that that could happen is if they go on a bit of a losing streak here, but we said it already the schedule doesn't exactly set up for them to be like losing a big chunk of games um so yeah i think ideal situation is like obviously i i think missing the playoffs would be ideal cuz i mean what's the best case scenario they get in at like a 500 record and then they get blown out by whoever they play first round i don't i don't really i don't really need to see that i've seen that enough times um yeah i think miss the playoffs get a draft pick hopefully miami stays where they're at and we see what the Eagles decided to do in the offseason when it comes to their GM and some other roles.
0: I like that. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's. Um, I think, as you said, I think your answer was pre- pretty perfect. The most important thing should be in establishing a culture that Agreed. the players want. They buy into Sirianni, yeah. Jonathan Gannon, and the whole entire coaching staff and it it feels like there's optimism going forward and maybe they don't win a lot of games but they kind of just they play hard every week and they're not an, they're not an, they're not a team you can just count as an automatic win and they play teams tough i think that's the best case scenario for this team yeah. and a lot of draft capital and they can go a lot of different directions so all right that's the eagles through week 8 they take on the charters as we mentioned at 405 on sunday at Lincoln financial field we will see how they do there. We're going to move on to the news and notes of the NFL, which there seems to be a ton. Yeah. Anywhere from trades to injuries to felonies. Other
2: things, yes.
0: <laughs> there's there's a lot of lot of news going on. So, we will start with probably the biggest story of the week, which was Henry Ruggs of the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, 2020 NFL draft pick. Uh, was coming along decently in his second season here in the nfl he was he is being charged with a dui um, and it caused the death of one woman i believe according to adam schefter and he reported from the police that her name was tina tin tor like i don't know
2: three or something like that She was
0: young right uh her and her dog have passed away as a result of the uh the crash and also, according to reports, Henry Ruggs was going 156 miles per hour. His blood alcohol level were more than double the legal limit. And he also allegedly had a loaded gun in the car. So, a whole mess of things there. And it very, very sadly resulted in the loss of a life. Ruggs, in all likelihood, will, you know, I think it's definitely a very, very good chance he doesn't play ever again. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's just, it, there's nothing really to say other than it's a very sad situation and, um, you know, just a very, very, very irresponsible mistake and very costly mistake to make. So, yeah, I don't know. I was very shocked when I read this. I mean, at first it wasn't reported that he had a DUI. You thought that maybe he just got in a car crash, so you weren't exactly sure on the details. But then when that came out, you know, it's, um, yeah. You know, you you can't have much sympathy for the guy if if you know decides to do that. So,
2: yeah, I I don't I always in that situation like I you know you're making millions of dollars and you can't get an Uber. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's just it. it it's hard to put yourself in that mindset. I mean, because that just seems like the very obvious thing to do, but I mean. <laughs> To I, some people, the other, the other thing that
2: shocked me was that uh, I believe his girlfriend was in the car with him, correct? Um, I don't know, I think she was. I like you got to have like better people in your circle that are like, Hey, maybe like I, I don't know where like what he was up to at that time because then this happened at like 3 30 in the morning or something. Then it? it was, it was, late. yeah, I like if you're a, a pro player, you, you got to have a better circle of people around you that are like dude you gotta like not do that like i i don't know it did it just seems like there was no there was no accountability across the board by by anyone especially him and it, it just did it, crazy that this conversation should even be happening
1: i also can like this is a night before practice like how many of these players yeah, I, I mean obviously not recklessly you know drunkenly driving but like Just going how I many of these players are going out and are out this late, like for the practice i i'm not i'm curious
2: I'd say that more my
1: guess would be more than you'd expect probably yeah i i don't know
0: that's yeah exactly and um yeah like Jeff said i feel like you have to look at the people around you uh because i mean ultimately he's responsible for his own actions but sure. you know that certainly in all likelihood didn't help the situation uh, and I, I think I read or heard somewhere that if you if you're a professional athlete and you're in that situation where you're going out somewhere and you um, had a, f- a few more drinks than you would have expected, I'm pretty sure you can just call the team facility and they will. Order, oh, sure. They yeah. will order a you know a Lyft or an Uber, however it is, just to get you home safely. Um, yeah, I
2: gotta I gotta look at it again. I thought I saw something that the NFL has some form of partnership with Uber. So like I don't like. There, there were options to avoid this, and he simply just did not take those options.
1: I'm sure a lot of people, like, it's a very smart thing for the NFL and teams to have, but, like, a lot of athletes don't want to admit, you know, that they're out that late, that drunk. So, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a horrible, devastating situation.
0: Right, exactly. And, yeah, obviously that's the main, you know, concern of ours we want to – our thoughts and prayers are with that woman's family, um, and that that passed away. But, I mean, you know, from a football conversation, how much can Raiders take? I mean, first the John Green thing a couple of weeks ago, and then this. I mean, I don't, I, you have to think, what, well, what's the tipping point? Is this team going to completely implode? I mean, there's just so much, so much noise coming out of here.
2: Yeah, it's just, it's constant. I, I don't know, man. I, uh, that, um, that team culture is uh is is quite something, I guess. I don't I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I, I I don't know how many more um times Derek Carr can say that he forgives someone for what they did. I think he's running out of forgiveness at this point. Um yeah, they're they're in they're in shambles. And I, I don't understand how they've continued. I mean, they they're they're still like a half decent team too. That's what's great. Like after that Gruden firing, I was like, I don't know if they're gonna be able to keep this going. And then they they won. Once or twice, I forget. And now with this, I, I just don't I don't see how a locker room can continue to, like, just play football when you have all this outside noise coming in.
1: How many receivers can you guys name on the Raiders now? Currently, um, Renfro, Brian Edwards, Zay Jones. That's all I have.
0: Yeah, that's all I got. And I'm looking at their they, depth they chart. Had, they had Willie Sneed earlier in the year, but I believe they released him.
1: Yeah, I was also thinking Sneed, but now I'm looking at a depth chart. He's not even there. So yeah, they, they, I only they, see they three, them. I see three wide receivers on their depth chart. I don't know who they're going to elevate from their practice squad. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, all right. So I guess this is actually a very good transition here. Um, saying some of the people that kind of stayed put in the trade deadline. Sure, I've kind of mentioned Fletcher Cox there. But Odell Beckham stayed, at least for the, you know, the Browns didn't release him yet, but that could be a possibility. He's one of the names that stayed put. I did see a report that the Raiders may be interested in him if he were to be released.
1: Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, if this rugs thing happened a week sooner, or even like a couple of days before, like, I yeah, feel like it a would trade be, is probably made, yeah. Pretty likely, like, we see Odell or an Allen Robinson on, on, the, uh, on the Raiders. But, yeah. Nevertheless, we still might see it. Yeah, as Mitchell said. And I got a re- I saw a report right before um we started recording that the Browns are likely to release him. And I'm sure you guys saw the report that he was excused from practice excused today. He from showed practice. Up, yeah, he showed up re- like expecting and ready to practice, but they excused him. Um Kevin Stavansky was quoted to say to the team, he's essentially not even on the team right now. Um do you guys, I didn't read like into too much detail in the situation. I have to imagine that something that his dad did has some <laughs> effect on this. You saw you, I saw you reports saw that? that his dad was posting videos or highlights of Baker not throwing the Odell when he's wide open. <laughs> um That's gotta be something that, like Browns just seem like in disarray right now. They, they are, but like, I'm,
2: I'm very much on the side of, I mean, it's been pretty well documented that Odell can create some, some headaches within organizations, Um, whether or not that like impacts his play or not. That's, I mean, whatever, however you feel about it. But I feel like with, with, with a team like the Browns one, they, they, they weren't using him in the first place. So it's not like they really need him at this point, but also I feel like with, with the core that they have there, they have, they have too good of a core to be getting distracted by guys who just don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, If this was the Browns of old when they were losing like 90% of their games for the year, I'd say it's not as big of a deal. If you have a guy there who's a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of a diva, but on a team like this, when you have legitimate like playoff aspirations, legitimate, like title hopes, I, you, you can't have a guy like that messing up the locker room. Right.
0: The Browns is the Browns.
2: Mm-hmm. Brown's going to Brown.
0: Uh Yeah, no, but in all seriousness, I think <laughs> it would be kind of wise to maybe even just part ways and release them at this yeah. point, just because it's too important for the franchise. You know, this season's is, there's higher stakes involved as, it, you know, compared to the last 20 years. This is more you actually have a chance. So you can't do anything. You have to do everything in your power to not jeopardize that. And I think yeah. that means moving on from Odell. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens as a result of this. I did not even know about his dad posting that video. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> it was that's funny. That's breaking news to me. So
1: can I talk a little about the Browns? I just to maybe gloat real quick on the recap, the game real, uh, against the Steelers. Um, I listened to Around the NFL uh, podcast. Um, one of the hosts, uh, Mark Sessler, he's a Browns fan, and it it sounds like Browns fans are like pretty devastated from this loss. They, after the uh, playoff game last year in Heinz Field, how that whole thing transpired, and Browns kind of dominated the entire game. They were really Browns fans in Cleveland were hoping for. Uh, a shift in this rivalry between Steelers and Browns, but. And they wanted to carry that momentum into this year, but Steelers came in and took care of business in Cleveland without a kicker for the almost the whole game. Um, yeah, it was I didn't until I listened to around the NFL recapping this week's games. I didn't realize how much of an uh, impact this had on Cleveland fans. And I guess it kind of makes sense. After, I mean, Big Ben's record in against Cleveland. Do you guys, Mitchell, probably know what it is? Traff, do you know what it is?
2: No, but I'm sure he's, <laughs> he's probably won like two thirds of his games
0: against. I think it's 24 like and three. It's yeah. 25, oh, so it's
1: 25, two and one.
2: Okay, so it's yeah. even better. It's even better. Than that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool.
1: Um, That's. Well, I mean, I was going to wow. say that.
2: I mean, the Browns. You could argue the Browns kind of treated that Steelers playoff game last year like their Super Bowl. They did. So, it. I mean, when I it's hard for me to put my put myself in a, in the shoes of browns fans cuz i can't imagine the the pain that there's been so i i understand from their perspective how their mindset would be if you if you win a game like that last season you come into this season with the same exact team like obviously there's going to be expectations and i think another a big another big aspect of this team this year is we the roller coaster of baker mayfield in terms of like how we view him like there was at one point where you're like yeah he's a game manager he whatever he's not going to win you games last season he had some moments where we were like oh boy the browns might have like found their guy and now it seems like we're back to that point where it's like yeah he like kind of stinks so he he needs to get more consistent i think that with a lot of teams it starts with a quarterback and he (laughs) simply hasn't been good this year um i'm not counting them out by any means because i mean they, they still have top to bottom one of the better rosters in the nfl but they they gotta work out kind of who like the leaders of this team are and who's going to step up and give them some some momentum
0: exactly and another very very important game coming up this week against Cincinnati and I believe it's in Cincinnati so I believe you're right it's uh they're right back at it man I mean if they don't win this it's gonna be tough sledding them down the stretch of the season so you know it does not uh certainly doesn't light up uh excuse me lighten up um this week i don't know their schedule going forward but still i mean they gotta uh they gotta get a victory here uh still a lot of other news the very active week i'd say um i don't even know where we want to go next but
2: i guess Rams. we can just Rams.
0: okay i was gonna say no to sean watson trade which we don't have All to right. spend too much time on but everyone yeah. i don't know i think it would have I would have probably expected him not to be moved. So I wasn't super shocked by it.
2: I've been surprised at like the lack of like overall in media, like the amount of people that are just like ignoring the elephant in the room with him is like absurd to me. Like there were people who were like surprised that he wasn't moved. And it's like, do you guys forget like the off season this man has had? Like if I was any NFL GM ever, I would not even consider a trade for him. So yeah. no, it it doesn't surprise me whatsoever that he wasn't moved. And I'd be, I'd be shocked if he ever ends up on it. Like, unless he gets this legal stuff worked out, like I don't, I don't see him moving teams ever.
0: I, I, I completely agree. I mean, you cannot give up no. the price that you have to pay to get him until this is cleared up. It's yep. just, it's way too risky. You have to give up way too much draft capital to to make the move. So I mean, I guess that it's all like all the reports are saying that Miami is the team that would have probably done it. But again, I just, I don't know. I I kind of see what you're saying. I feel like it's being still overlooked because that's just such a major factor at play.
2: It was like Schefter, Schefter someone tweeted a picture and it was like, just, it was a picture of Watson. The caption was just like, to be continued. And it like, dude, like he, he has like 22 sexual assault charges. Like it, like, like, there's there's some other stuff that has to be worked out before a football conversation can even, like, come into play.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that was certainly not surprising, at least not to us here uh, in the Hogline Studios. No. Uh, we can move on to the Rams here, as Shreff wanted to, but they oh, acquire yeah. Von Miller from the Denver Broncos, uh, multi pro Bowl, all-pro pass rusher for I believe it was two day two 2022 picks
2: second second and a third or something like that I forget exactly what it was
0: yeah right so Von Miller um obviously on the back nine of his career but probably still has a little bit of good football left to contribute towards the winning team and the Rams just got uh even better I know we all were super super high in the Rams coming into the season and their play thus far yeah. And this, this recent acquisition of Miller uh, would, I would assume not cause us to change that prediction. So.
1: No, um,
2: but I, I, think it was a good trade for both sides. I was, I was surprised at what uh, Denver got back. I think two, two day two picks is solid for that. Um, I think they, I think they did the right thing moving on from him. And in the words of our friend, Kevin Anthony, the, the Rams, the Rams just got a whole lot scarier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> von von Vaughn, Vaughn hasn't had like the best season but i think the fact that someone else on his defensive line that's going to be getting double teamed on every play probably helps him a little bit if i had to guess um they're just that they're, they're gonna be a menace on defense and this is also the rams have been known to not worry about draft picks um i think they're at the moment now they might only have one pick or something in this draft um this is like the first time where i like completely agree with the move i think this is the first time where i I've considered the Rams to be like one of the top dogs in the in the conference to the point where a trade like that would actually help them. Um so i I loved it from both sides.
1: I agree. Um, yeah, makes the Rams more dominant. But what does this say about the Broncos? I mean, they're four they're four and three right now. Yeah, yeah, could be in the mix of things. I mean, I guess it shows that their front office is not confident in this team. As I don't I like, to, I like to, I like to take my head on that. I had them at four wins for the whole season, so they're not going to win a game the rest of the season. There you um Yeah.
0: Place that bet, Jack, for only four win Broncos. Get it in there. Put the money oh, yeah. where the mouth is.
1: They're going to go on a 13 losing streak. <laughs> Wait, no, that's too many games. 10, 10, 10. ten. 11, could. Nine, 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 a, nine I games have could They're four it. and four. Yeah. Nine. Except they play the, except they play the
2: Eagles in two weeks. So we'll say, but yeah.
0: Right. So yeah, I just, I just love how the Rams just say screw draft picks and they're I just don't like, care. tomorrow's not guaranteed. Let's win right exactly. now. I just, I just think that's such a, we could, all,
2: we could all die tomorrow. The Rams at least want to have the best team in football before that.
0: Exactly. I just think that's such a fun, exciting way to play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They may be screwed in a year or two, uh. But you know, if they get, a get super that role, ring, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it makes it all worth it if if yeah. that happens. So
1: I saw a meme and it was like, Rams really had the first overall pick, took Jared Goff, and we're like, nope, never again. We're not drafting never anyone again. ever again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more draft
2: picks. We can't do it. The eagle. <laughs> the eagle should adopt that method, honestly. But yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited to say. I think they already said that he's gonna. He's probably gonna play yeah um, on sunday so I'm, I'm very excited to see to see how they look
0: exactly he makes his debut sunday night football versus the tennessee titans so yeah.
2: which would have been a great game would have been
0: oh yeah i know it's just i mean we'll get to it in a second here but you know no derrick henry uh for the foreseeable future so we're kind of robbed of that matchup the you know Aaron Donald and the Rams defense versus Derrick Henry and the in the potent Titans offense. We're kind of robbed of that. So and then Aaron Rodgers, which we will also get to in a second. Top no, no Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, which I don't think they've played each other yet in their careers. They didn't play um, two years ago. Mahomes was out with the his couple of weeks with the knee injury, so I don't think they've played. And we're robbed of that matchup as, as well. And who knows? I mean. Rodgers getting up there so we, we may not they might not have another opportunity to play each other you know yeah, little so, covid boy Exactly so uh we we'll get we'll just talk about Aaron Rodgers right now Did he fake his yeah. vaccine card
2: Yeah pretty much he I uh, I saw something they they said he um he went to the doctor and got like a boost in like the uh like antibodies so instead of getting the vaccine, I think he just got antibodies like pumped into his system, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and it it's one thing it's one thing that Rogers, you know, whatever lied about it, but how how does he get through the entire front office and through all that, and without any form of like questioning as to like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this? And now it's obviously coming back to bite him, and I I think Rogers is going to be facing like some crazy fines because I'm assuming they're now going to go back because there there are fines now for participating in like uh media without a mask on if you're unvaccinated. So yeah. like if they're if, if the NFL is doing like their due diligence, they're I'm assuming gonna go back through all the interviews he's done. Like he's he's gonna right. get he's gonna get rolled with some with some fines, I
1: think. So Shref, what he did, just to clarify, he the front office was aware of what he did. I it's the way it seems, it seems
2: like everyone in in the Green Bay front office knew he wasn't vaccinated and instead of just owning up to that they decided to just lie i I don't know how else to explain it they just lied
1: but okay so all right so he got the antibodies injected in him
2: yeah he got like pumped with it i don't know it's a weird. why not just get hey man you're asking the wrong person i don't know know. it's aaron Rodgers. he he loves his family so i don't know but yeah
0: because I think someone asked him earlier in the offseason, season. They said, "Are you vaccinated?" And he said, mm-hmm. "I am. I am immunized against the virus." Yeah,
2: there you go. He, he was dancing around that one real nicely. Yeah, so,
0: technically not, I guess. But <laughs> uh,
2: it's just dumb. Yeah. yeah this is it's weird. situation's
0: so weird. It's just dumb. Like,
2: a lot of dumb stuff happened.
0: And I mean, I just have to add this anecdote here. But it's it's kind of a thing with our fantasy league that Kieran Kieran every player he drafts just yeah their career that's where players' careers go to die.
1: Sure, this is crazy.
0: That just this season alone, and there's countless countless examples. We go over the past decade plus of this league, but just in this year alone, first round pick Saquon Barkley, he has not played many games this year. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers with this thing missing a game because of COVID, and yeah. he. Fax's vaccine card mm-hmm. who knows henry Ruggs, never gonna play football again
1: nope.
0: dallas goddard got covid um juju so, juju oh, for the boy. season so the list goes on and on and on and i mean i think one year i think it was two years ago he drafted steven guskowski who literally never missed a career game i think that's when he was out for the season i don't think he's kicked since i think Kieran ended the career of Steven Guskowski. For, he's, a waste, which, he's a wasteland over there. So it's it's just without fail, every year <laughs> a cluster of players just get injured or face legal issues. It's just it's it's really insane. Like his number no
1: one overall pick David Johnson.
0: Yeah, David Johnson had a historic year. Picks him the next year, he breaks his wrist and only plays two games. I also year.
2: drafted him that year, so I can feel his pain on that one.
0: Exactly. So it's just every year without fail i just wanted to go on that little tangent there but because we're talking about a lot of his players and today's news and notes but last thing we'll say with the with the um, kind of headlines of this past week are the the injuries that ensued um in week eight not a good week for that as we mentioned derrick henry out six to ten weeks he broke the fifth metatarsal in his foot he had surgery a couple days ago and he uh, by all indications was a successful surgery so he's now in the rehab process and hopes to get back out there for a playoff push for uh, Tennessee. And Jameis Winston also tours ACL. Unfortunately, he will be out for the season. And Michael Thomas, although he never played in a game, he will miss the rest of the season because he, I guess, is behind schedule and recovering from his off-season ankle injury. He's so too busy flexing. Exactly. So the Saints... Uh, definitely lose some key pieces here. Titans lose their most important player. What do you guys think it has on uh, impact? This has on the two franchises for the remainder of this season.
2: Saints, Saints, whatever. I, I don't think I don't think the Saints were any or any real issue this year. Um, also, the the video of Jameis Winston dancing on the crutches after the game. I I, I love Jameis Winston so much. I. <laughs> He he has such a soft spot in my heart. I, I love that man. Um, does this mean we get the Taysom Hill show again? does it are we gonna have to sit through Taysom Hill football? Yes, we yep. are. That makes me really upset. I don't like that. Um Saints, I uh, they're I don't know. They, they 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 were squeaking out wins against teams with Jameis there, which was good to see. They're like, you know, Sean Payton's a great coach. If Taysom Hill's in at quarterback, I I wouldn't be worried about them at all. Um Titans, on the other hand, boy oh boy, are they in a world of hurt now. Um I mean that's that's like seventy percent of their offense that's just gone yeah. now, and they i mean you I mean you're not gonna find a replacement who's gonna run the ball thirty times a game. you're just not going to, so they're gonna have to like completely change their offense like I don't really know what else they can do to stay competitive without <laughs> Derrick Henry unless they just completely revamp what they're doing.
0: It's going to be a struggle for sure, and um. But if everything goes well, comes back in about seven, eight weeks, that would put him at just the last couple games of the season. If they are out of contention or have locked up a playoff spot, I, I assume he'll just be rested until the playoffs. But I think if they can survive, they do have two games against the Texans, a game against the Dolphins, a game against the 49ers and a game against the Jaguars. They already have six wins. They're six and two. They pulled out the victory against Indianapolis. So if they can survive, getting the playoffs, I think everything could be fine with them. Uh, They bring in Adrian Peterson, who is 36. Obviously, he's a legend of the game, but how much can he really offer at this point? Um, And Julio Jones has kind of had some troubles staying healthy thus far throughout the season. So a lot's going to be put on A.J. Brown's shoulders. But if there's anyone to carry the load besides Derrick Henry, um, it would be him. So it'll be interesting to see how they – I mean, it's, they're in a tough spot this week with um, going on the road to Los Angeles. But, you know, like, as I mentioned, they got two against the Texans. They got the Jags again, who they always destroy no matter what. And they got the Dolphins later on in the year. So, you know, they could be all right. As far as the Saints, I think uh, I somewhat in agree with you, Shref. I think Taysom Hill obviously brings something very different that most quarterbacks don't really have. Uh, but in terms of going deep in the playoffs, I think they can get to the playoffs. I think the saints kind of, I mean, their defense is fantastic. They really shut yeah. down the Bucks last week. And so I think they really can make the playoffs. I think they will in fact, but I think their ceiling is caps with Hill. You know, ultimately that's going to, you're going to run out of luck at some point. So cool. I think that's it for the injuries and that might be it for the entire news and notes, which was definitely a lot. I feel like we we covered all the main stuff we did. Um, So we're going to move on to our mid season awards. (laughs) Some people are kind of the same as I, I changed a few. I kept some the same. uh, So we can certainly get into it. Which one do we want to start with? Um,
2: Should we save, should we save MVP for a little?
0: Yeah, we'll go. I guess from what we deem least.
2: You want to do rookies? You want to do rookies first?
0: Yeah, let's go defensive rookie of the year.
2: Sure, I like that.
0: I think, in my opinion, these two are pretty.
2: Yeah, I think these are. These might already be kind of kind of locked up. Um, do you want me to take it?
0: Yeah, defensive player of the year. I'm sorry, yeah. defensive rookie of the year.
2: I mean, it, as of now, the only the only guy who's made like a clear impact to the point where he deserves the award would be Micah Parsons. Um, Just all around the field, he's been doing exactly what he was doing at Penn State, which is just I mean, you look at any tackle that the Dallas defense makes, it seems like Mike is there on pretty much everything. They've been kind of moving him around a lot because of injuries and stuff, whether that's been like uh, kind of uh, like playing like actual like coverage linebacker versus rushing the passer. But he's proven he can kind of do it all. just he's he's been just completely solid for them he's given another element to that defense i think he's made up a lot for the fact that jalen smith didn't exactly work out as people thought he was going to um just he deserves it i don't think unless you guys have another person there no other defensive rookie has really made like a huge impact so far i don't think
1: i agree um for all those reasons i had micah as well um i feel like he's it's he's gonna win it uh Also, he, Cowboys are a very talked about team and showed a lot on primetime. And his national exposure is just another reason he's going to get it, I think. That's the only, yeah. thing else, other, only other thing else I could think of.
0: Yeah, if he <coughs> if he plays five more games, I think he's going to win it. I think he'd win it if he just, even if he missed like three or four games, he'd still probably get the award at this point. So all he has to pretty much do is not have a, very abrupt drastic fall off for his rookie season <laughs> and stay healthy then uh then it's pretty much his so yeah. move on to offensive rookie of the year which is another i mean i guess i'd say offensive rookie of the year is a little slightly very slightly more wide open the defensive rookie of the year uh um, right but cool. but there still is a very clear cut favorite so and that is jamar chase so
2: yeah it, it, it's all, these are also huge like media awards and no one has gotten anywhere near as much coverage as that man has gotten.
0: Right. It's just the, the offensive rookie of the year is historically a very quarterback bias award. So maybe you see, I don't know, maybe Mac Jones has a very, very solid second half of the season and kind of, one of
2: the guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's either, Him, I mean, or, Najee
2: Najee too, I think is, yeah, he's, he's in that conversation somewhat
0: certainly but I just think you know Trevor it would have to be Trevor Lawrence or Mac Jones if they have a very strong second half of the season obviously they're big name first round talent quarterbacks and just off that quarterback bias that's why I said it's slightly more wide open but Jamar Chase I mean it's just having he's probably he he's on pace I believe to do better than Justin Jefferson who had one of the best rookie seasons of all time for a wide receiver. So I don't know. Jack, do you have you, – I assumed you, you just were just going to say Jamar Chase as well, right? I didn't want to say something different. I, I didn't want to speak for you. So.
1: I did too. The only other player I'd bet on is probably Najee Harris, which I, his odds are at plus plus a 1,000. Yeah, I don't know how they can give it to Jamar Chase right now. He's been absurd.
0: Yeah, he just cannot stop scoring touchdowns. I think that's no, all has, he does. All does he, he does like, is
2: catch 50 yard touchdowns.
0: Does he have like eight at this It's point? something absurd? So like eight.
2: The, the other thing that's crazy, because like I, I, I have T Higgins in like three different fantasy leagues. T Higgins has a bigger target share at the moment than Jamar Chase does this wow. year.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. Just just super efficient and just
2: taking advantage of his touches, man. It's crazy.
0: I think I don't know. I feel like we we said in a previous episode that his Touchdown regression was going to come, but hasn't yet. <laughs> and yeah, it has not certainly come at all whatsoever. So, who is going to be the coach of the year?
2: This is a tough one. I um,
0: I, my pick is not. I can. See it, I I have the narrative in my head for this guy to win it, but it's not. I wouldn't. I don't know if it's necessarily my gun to my head pick, but go ahead
2: yeah i I have i have two guys written down one is someone that i've talked about a lot um with brandon staley um but the other like the chargers have all of a sudden like kind of come crashing back down to earth these last couple weeks so i'm kind of monitoring monitored monitoring that so until then the other name that i've come up with is zach taylor of the of the Bengals. um i mean you want to talk about just like completely turning a franchise around in, in one year obviously there's a whole half of a season left to go so we got to wait and see but I mean the fact that he has the Bengals looking like a legit like division winner is something that I never thought I'd see in the next like five years so I mean Jamar Chase has obviously helped that Burroughs had a great year but Taylor Taylor has those boys playing hard I, I like him a lot.
1: Trev I exactly agree uh, my pick is Brandon Staley I'm going to stick with my preseason pick of him um, I think that the Chargers are going to pick it up the second half and that's going to carry more steam into his coat of the year campaign. But Zach Taylor, I also have him written down to shout out like going into the season. I thought he could be on the hot seat. Uh, Then I mean, he's got this defense is playing formidable and this offense is looking really good. I mean, Joe Mixon's having a really good year. I feel like not many people are talking about him. Yes. Um, And that trio wide receivers are are really good. We also didn't, Mention uh, Tyler Boyd's not even having a bad year, so like everyone's having a good year. I feel like in in Cincinnati, which was completely unexpected on my end, and I feel like a lot of others is, as well. Uh, nonetheless, I'll stick with Brandon Staley as my pick.
0: C.J. Uzama, <laughs> tight end, eight on the season as well. C.J. Uzama, yeah, I didn't write Brandon Staley down, and i I like that. I like that. I like him a lot, and I agree with Jack. I think the Chargers are going to be just fine. Uh, so, would not surprise me whatsoever if he is—he's the, the coach of the year. The guy I have written down, though, who I think we should give some consideration to, and again, this is a very narrative-driven thing. But what about Mike Vrabel? Titans are six and two. I mentioned their quality of opponents coming down the stretch, and if they can win the division, win 11 games, go 11 and six. With no Without, Henry. with no Henry, I think they could be looking at that, and re- he could have some consideration for this award. I think if things go the way I could potentially see them going, Agreed. so I don't think he's a name we should ignore. Is, is all I'm trying to say.
2: Um, one of does does Cliff Kingsbury have a spot in this argument? I mean, because I'm not sure if he does. I'm this is a, a genuine question. I don't like. I feel like the Cardinals have been kind of around these last couple of years. So it's to the point where we're not really like shocked (laughs) by the results that we're getting this year.
0: I mean, I don't know if you can say that they haven't had a winning season. They haven't, but like that
2: offense has always been like, have like, since Kyler has been there, this offense has had that like kind of firepower going.
0: God, I just, I, I really hope and pray that Kyler, he already kind of suffered an ankle injury and he's questionable for week nine. So I really hope that doesn't become an issue and they kind of, you know, teeter down the stretch. I could, as much as it pains me to say that, because I love Kyler and I really hope it doesn't happen. I could maybe see it happening because it kind of happened last year. Uh, You know, as he, he hurt, he hurt his shoulder last season. So that's kind of the reasoning for that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got to be in the mix. I mean, they're still a top team in the NFC. So speaking of
1: the Cardinals, we didn't even mention JJ Watt out for the year.
0: You guys.
1: We're bit, we're here.
0: Sorry, uh, I kind of lost you. Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, we're good. Yeah, you're yeah, you're good. Um Okay. But but speaking of the Carlos, we didn't even mention in the news and those JJ Watt out for the year.
2: That happens every year.
1: That's kind of forgotten about that because that happened like late like Friday or Thursday last week. Yeah, it, it also happens so much that I'm like I'm kinda numbed. I'm kind of numb to
2: JJ Watt injury news. And I feel like it's always the shoulder too. He's got a bad shoulder, I guess.
0: I guess so. Yeah, I mean, it would have been fun to see him out there, but unfortunately, like Shreff said, it's kind of become a a common thing at this point in his career. So, um, comeback player of the year. Don't spend too much time of it. They might as well just give it to him right now.
1: I
2: agree. Should we not even say the name? Should we should we just talk about him without the name?
1: Like everyone should know who it is. Yeah, let's just talk about him without the name. It was decided before the season even started. It, it really was. And he yeah. thought all he's done is
2: is live up to it so far. So right. like at,
0: he's minus 500.
2: Yeah. Let's so, not say his name. We're not going to say his name.
0: All right, moving on to <laughs> defensive player of the year. Who do you guys have?
2: uh th- this is we've we've already said a couple times that the these awards are very narrative driven um so this guy while I know like on Twitter there's been some uprising about oh he, he's not like at, he's not this like lockdown corner that everyone like thinks he is but just based on picks alone I mean Trayvon Diggs is, is putting up quite the quite the argument for this award right now um, how many picks is he at now? Does he have eight? What is he at? Seven or eight, something like that. Still has, he's
0: still, he's still has seven.
2: Yeah, he's been, I mean, he's just been absurd this year. And I think it's also going to come down to if Dallas continues to win as many games mm-hmm. as they do. Um, he's probably only going to continue to improve these stats. The only other name I had down was Miles Garrett. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but r- right now I think Diggs is definitely the number one pick for this. We'll see if that changes. But right now I think it's Diggs.
0: TJ's winning it.
1: Yeah, I I, here says. comes here comes my yearly argument of why TJ Watt's ahead. been defensive player of the year. Let's go, or he should at least. I mean, is it, he should be going for his third straight defensive player of the year? Um, He's not. Wrong. I have a I have a stat comparison with TJ Watt to Miles Garrett. Um, I'm going to read it off real quick. TJ, uh yeah, TJ eight and a half sacks. Garrett ten and a half sacks. TJ, 22 solo tackles, Garrett, 20 solo tackles, TJ, 8 TFLs, Miles Garrett, 11 TFLs, TJ, 15 QB hits, Miles Garrett, 20 QB hits, TJ, 3 passes, pass deflections, Garrett, 1 pass deflection, TJ, 3 forced fumbles and 2 fumble recoveries, Garrett, 0 forced fumbles, 0 fumble recoveries, TJ, 24 quarterback pressures, Miles Garrett, 32 quarterback pressures. TJ, 10 QB hurries to Miles Garrett, 11 QB hurries. Those stats throughout are pretty comparable. However, Garrett has eight games played. TJ has five and a half games played. So consider that. You consider it on a per game basis. Like it's def- it, statistically, it should be what, yet again
0: dropped the mic that mic was dropped he's 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 gotta do it and like you said i mean hats off to stefan gilmer and aaron donald the past two seasons but we all know who the best player defensive player was the past yep three seasons so <laughs> i'm sticking with my uh preseason prediction and tj tj watt there Yep. Um, he's currently tied for second, I believe, with digs at plus four hundred. Miles Garrett being the favorite. I don't know what his odds were, but
2: I was going to ask what the wad odds were because that that actually might be something
1: that I'd tap into. <clears throat> plus four hundred, I believe. Okay, four to one.
0: Offensive player of the year. Who is who is winning it?
1: My baby, my son. I think I got the same one, Treff <laughs> Cooper Cup.
2: I love you so much. I love Cooper Cup so much. Um, I mean. Like he's, it's at a point now. Like he, he's on pace for like a, a very historic like wide receiver season. Like, yeah, I, it's it, it's just every game. Even his like, so like I'm I'm doing air quotes for all the listeners out there. But he, even his bad games have been like fine. Like it, it's more of a reflection of this offense in general with Stafford there now. I, I think it it opens up so many new things. But Cooper Cup has just been absolutely absurd this year, and I I don't know. I don't even know if I wrote anyone else down. I, I, there, there was a point where Derrick Henry certainly had an argument, but that has obviously gone out the window. I think it's Cooper Cup's award to lose at this point.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, if if Derrick Henry was if that didn't happen, Derrick Henry would Henry's be, the
2: favorite. He yeah. would be the
0: clear and obvious answer. Yeah, Derrick Henry, prior to this week, going into week eight, had the most fantasy points out of anyone, including quarterbacks, not <laughs> just running backs, not just receivers, out of everyone in the NFL. He has the most fantasy points. Regardless he doesn't even catch the man.
2: ball that much, like you did. She's just running the ball.
0: Exactly. So I think, you know, obviously Derek Henry would have been the clear cut favorite, but now I think it's pretty much it's Cooper Cup. I feel like I I mean he's who I have written down as well. He's uh he's gotta be the favorite in my opinion. I don't I don't really think anyone's, at least at this point, coming close. If it were given out today, I think it would have to be him.
1: Just to speak on Derek Henry real quick. I <clears throat> last night I was looking, I was looking at Rushing leader odds, and I really wanted to place on Derek Henry still. Like he dropped to eight. the fact that he like is even still listed is insane. Yeah. But I think he even dropped only dropped to like seventh, and he's like plus thirteen hundred. I don't. uh I'll try to look right now. But well, like how many he, he, how many yards
2: is he at now? He's or at like
1: 937, I
0: nine hundred thirty-seven. that nine, That means nine, he's six, probably
2: six, still going to finish in the top like what like fifteen running backs for the year. Probably higher than that, honestly.
0: Well, dude, hold on. Think about it. Like, what if Henry comes back after six weeks?
1: It, yeah, I, I don't. I, I. So, okay. He's the one, two, three, heard. four, five, oh, six, God. seven, eight, ninth favorite at plus 3,500. Um, I was thinking that. I was, I was trying to read as many reports as possible to see the possibility. Like, I, I know it is labeled at six to 10 weeks. It really seems like it's going to be like the rest of the regular season he's going to miss. So, like, but I can't. Also, but if, he, if, it, if it was six weeks, I'm going to do that. I, I'd hammer that yeah. right now. Because- and also,
2: counterpoint, if if anyone's going to come back from a six- to ten-week injury in six weeks, it's probably Derrick Henry. Just do it. Yeah, do it. Put a dollar on it. No, so put, like, put like 30 cents on it.
0: In six weeks, what, would that, what week would that slate him to play in?
2: I would take us to week, what, 14, <laughs> 15?
0: So then he plays weeks 15, 16, 17, and 18?
1: Yeah. That's How four many- weeks.
0: Realistically, he can get four hundred yards there for that's- fantasy managers.
1: Dude, more. He's not getting. He's that not. He's going to average more than a hundred yards a week.
0: Okay, so if, if he played those weeks, he could get fourteen hundred yards. He might rush
1: for a thousand yards in those four weeks. <laughs> Let's say he <laughs> averaged like hundred fifty yards through four weeks. That's six hundred, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's plus what? It's like I said, nine thirty-seven. Yeah, it's so he's 15, sitting at like fifteen like hundred. Yeah, I mean
2: that's. <laughs> Not, if it was like a six-week injury,
0: years. I'd
1: bet on him right now. Yeah,
0: he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't average 150 yards. He was, he was averaging like 125. And I yeah, but late got, season,
1: Derrick Henry, come right, on, Mitchell, but come on. Com,
0: coming off of the foot injury, though, I don't know. Uh, it's nah. just remarkable how much of a lead he already has. I wonder what week he's going to relinquish that, <laughs> that 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 title. Right, now. it's probably going to take like five weeks for someone to even catch him so i don't know it's certainly interesting i mean yeah it's just like you're right just the fact that he's still listed there is insane <laughs> right so uh what back were we to this talking?
1: though did anyone i have cooper cup mitchell what do you, you have anything different
0: no no i have cooper cup. i i honestly forgot we were doing awards for a second yeah got so caught up in the um brilliance of derrick henry but <laughs> so yeah cooper cup and we'll move on to our final award here is the MVP. Who do you guys have?
2: This is kind of a tough, like, I mean, it's right tough. now, Kyler, Kyler's the the one, I think, I think he has to be, but I think that there's, there's so many other guys that I think like deserve name recognition for it. Like off the top of my head, like Josh Allen hasn't been like crazy good this year, but like, if the bills, keep rolling the way they're rolling. I, I think Allen's going to have a good shot at it. I think Stafford deserves a lot more talk about it. Um I'm trying to think who else. Those maybe are kind Brady. of Brady. Brady, I think, yeah, there's like Brady leads in yards and passing touchdowns. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there that I, not a lot, but there's a, a, a solid handful that I think deserve some form of recognition.
0: Lamar, maybe.
2: Maybe and even Lamar.
0: Week. People feel really like forgot about him. That's true. That's a season.
1: good point, Mitchell.
2: Even if, yeah, I mean, and, and also like, like, even if the Packers, like with all this Rogers stuff, like if the Packers keep winning with Rogers in there, I, I think Rogers deserves some form of recognition as well.
1: That's a, I think, re- sorry to cut you off. You keep going. Dak too,
2: actually. Dak.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, But that's a really good point about Lamar. Like to consider what, I know that's a debate as long as time, what MVP really means, but like how valuable lamar is to the ravens like this team was devastated yeah. by injuries uh and you know he is that he has them at at the top of arguably the best division in football and he's putting up insane numbers per usual um i feel like he should get Lamar, should we get more recognition. I don't know if I'd bet on him because again, this is a very narrative driven award. Not a lot of people are talking about him. But hey, maybe it's just cuz it's bye week and people could talk about him if he plays like Lamar the second half of the season. Um my pick is Josh Allen. I looking at the stats, he's kind of below he's got kind of, he's kind of low on passing totals right now and uh that's cuz they just they had they already had their bye week. Um, I was so I I looked at all the stats and everything. Also, Schreff mentioned the Bills. I feel like the Bills are likely to get the one seed, so that's gonna help Allen a lot. It seems that way, yeah. Once I kind of made this determination, like I liked Allen, I went to the DraftKings odds and I saw Allen at plus sixteen hundred, like the fifth favorite, and I was like getting really excited, like, oh wow, this is really good value. But then I was looking at passing leaders, not MVP. MVP, he is the favorite, so. I guess I'm in agreement with the sports books, but Josh Allen is my pick.
0: Jeff, did you say your official pick?
2: I, I think I, as of now, it's still Kyler. Um, <laughs> if, I, if I was going to give you a number two, I think Allen probably is my number two simply because of the Bills in, in general. Um, but, I mean, it, if this Cardinals offense keeps doing what they're doing, I I, I think it's got to be Kyler this year.
0: In my opinion, as much of a Kyler fan I am, The MVP is Matthew Stafford. There
2: we go. We're torn, boys. We're torn.
0: I would give it to him. They just – they look like – I think they're the best team in the NFL. I don't disagree. And he's – there's no stopping him right now. This is exactly how I thought it would play out, to be honest. I mean, and I just – he's brilliant. They just – you just you know that there's just such a difference between golf and him i mean right yeah clearly now there is but i'm saying you golf with the rams and saver with the rams it's just the the vibe is just so different they just they feel like they're gonna they just feel like a magical team in my opinion so i'm going with matthew stafford right now he's tied for second he's plus 600 so there you have it we all have different mvps
2: good i like that is it time it's time All right. I'm excited for this one.
0: It is time for Lock of the Week. Allow me to recap how we did last week, as I can pull it up right here.
1: Mitchell made a jump in the standings, didn't he?
2: He did.
0: Yes. Because we both
2: went, yeah, I mean, yeah, he did make a jump. It wasn't like a huge jump, but he did make a jump. Yeah.
0: So last week, as they mentioned, I did regain the lead in the standings. I selected the Cowboys minus two and a half, which was before Dak was ruled out. And then I saw he was ruled out. I'm like, oh, great. Well, that's a loss. Because the line shifted to Cowboys plus three. And here we go. Cooper Little Rush comes you know, out here. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush comes out here and does his thing. And they they win by four. And they cover the two and a half anyway. So never in doubt. I get one point there. And then also the pick I was very confident in. Giants plus nine and a half. They play the Chiefs right down to the end. They lose by three, but they cover comfortably. And we will certainly continue to fade the Chiefs because the Chiefs are uh, (coughs) terrible against the spread over the last year and a half. But anyway, I digress. I get two points there, or two wins, if you will. Jack correctly selected the Titans at plus one and a half. They win in overtime against the Colts. But... He was and we all were way off on the lines at plus three and a half and they lose by just a little bit 38. I thought they were gonna
2: back to recovery. Yeah, they they were close.
0: So Jack goes one and one. Shreff also goes one and one because he selected the Cowboys along with me at minus two and a half, but he foolishly doubted the Manning curse and went with the went with the Bucks. Minus i'm sorry for half. doubting
2: it i will I, I i do have to mention i was going to take that titans game and i didn't do it because i didn't want to have two of the same and looking back on it what a what an absolutely foolish decision by me wait who was on the manning cast was it josh allen this week or was that a week no, it, well it, yeah it, it was josh allen this week oh so you
0: know keep it in play. mind
2: keep it in mind
0: you know who they play
2: i'm staying i'm staying real far away
0: they play the Jacksonville Jaguars. So. Oh,
2: watch out. <laughs> uh, if the Jags beat the Bills, the Manning curse is 100% real. Well, not even beats them, but if they cover the spread, that, that that's going to be a real shame.
0: Well, no, the Manning curse is for straight up. So. It is. Yeah. It
2: is. But still, I feel I, I feel like beat, beating them on the spread is just as
0: bad. Yeah. Right. All right. So I'm at 7-5. And, and Jack and Treff are both 6-5-1. and one, So a very, very tight race here.
2: Have we have we had a an O and two week yet?
0: I went O and two in week six. Okay, and that is the only one.
2: I feel like I've gone one and one like pretty much every week.
0: Yeah, I've uh, I went O and two, but I'm in the lead. That's funny. There we go. Um. All right. So week nine, who is gonna go first? I think I went first last week. So someone else go. Jack, you go. got it. Sure, you go.
1: I got five games written down. Um, well, first off, uh, we talked about it in our group chat, but the Packers real quick. Uh, on Monday, as soon as I saw the Packers were underdogs, they were like plus 100 against the Chiefs. I went Moneyline Packers. Then two days later, this Aaron Rodgers stuff comes out. He's not playing. So I <clears throat> kind of got screwed on that. Um, and then now the Packers are plus seven and a half. Um, anyway. So I, w- I would take the Packers this week if Rodgers was healthy, but that's not happening. Uh, I'm going with the Chargers minus two. Chargers, uh, I mentioned when I talked about Brian St- Brandon Staley, I think that they're going to um, pick things up and mold into their their dominant, dominating fashion that uh, some people thought they'd kind of have for a lot of the season. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they're going to pick things up uh, they're coming off their bye week so more time to prepare against an Eagles team that I really just don't think is that good so pack or chargers minus 2 which i, I think that spread is small it is i small. think that the talent difference between the teams is significant um it's only i think it's so little because eagles have home field but again chargers have 2 weeks to prepare so chargers minus 2 the
0: chargers were not on their bye week last week
1: i thought week 7 Oh no! Yeah, yeah they. This is sorry, nine.
0: yeah,
2: they, they lost the Patriots this past week.
0: Oh, you're right. All right. Hey, they're, they're
1: coming right. off a loss. They're hungry. Coming off a loss, Matt, they're hum- Yeah, right. That's they're pissed. Chargers to go for it.
0: All right, fair enough. Also, I I did want to also mention that I am in complete agreement with you with the Packers um, situation. If Rodgers was playing, the the sports books had them at plus one. That is ridiculous. The Chiefs, yeah, I don't know. The Packers are way better than the they Chiefs.
2: are, just overall as a team. They're so much better. It's not close.
0: So, I that one made absolutely zero sense to me. And I that would have been a hundred percent the lock of all locks. Yeah, that that would have been, I think we all would have taken that to probably, be so, yeah. But anyway, Shref, who was your uh, first selection?
2: Yeah, you'll have to let me know. I, I know you guys, I, I, I don't know if you guys are using FanDuel or not, so we'll have to see if this line's the same. But I, the first one I'm going to take is Cardinals minus one against the Niners. Um, that, that, that's what it had on FanDuel for me, so that's what I'm going to take it as. But, I mean, this is just it's a
0: straight. It's, it's one and a half. Is that I have? You can
2: go one and a half's fine then. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, I, I, assuming Kyler plays, I know that's up in the air. But he, even if he doesn't, I, I just think the Cardinals are a better team than the Niners are. I haven't seen anything with the Niners that makes me think that they – for me, it, it's the the difference in offenses because, like, I think about it, I mean, the Cardinals have – the Cardinals have the ability to score in, like, five seconds if they want to. The Niners, meanwhile, the Niners aren't scoring a touchdown unless it's, like, a seven-minute drive. So, I – if the Cardinals are coming out and scoring quick, I don't see any way that the Niners keep this game close. So, I mean, one and a half points, they have to win by a field goal, give it to me all day.
0: I like it. It's just I'm just still nervous about Kyler playing. I am too,
2: but he, he, even if he doesn't and I still take that, it, it's a field goal and I like the way the Niners play offense. It, it like it, that game's going to probably come down close either way, so I I I
1: like my chances coming down the
2: stretch if it is close.
1: I bet on this game last night when I saw it was a pick 'em. This was I it was yesterday before more Kyler news came out that like he's there's a stronger likelihood of him playing today as there was yesterday so that's why the line shift is one and a half but even if it was Kyle if, as Shref said even if Kyler's out I think the 49ers just aren't that good and I agree I honestly think it's like a pretty even game uh like I think Cardinals could could and maybe even should still win like the Cardinals were yeah. undefe- like the undefeated last undefeated team you know yeah I was I a really was, good like, team
2: this is more me picking against the Niners than it is picking yeah. the Cardinals, realistically.
1: So I I bet on them last night It's just no spreaders to pick them, and I I think they got a good shot to win this game, with or without Kyler.
0: All right. I my first pick is the same as Jack's. Chargers minus two. I've got some of my uh, stats and trends to back it up, as I did last week. I went two and zero, so I, I figured I'd. You know, prepare in a similar fashion since 2020, which is almost pretty much the time that Justin Herbert's been the starter of the Chargers, minus one game. Since 2020, as favorites, the Chargers have the fifth best cover rate in the league.
1: There you go. Interesting.
0: Also, since 2020, which is the time that Justin Herbert's been the starter, pretty much, as a road team. The Chargers have the seventh best cover rate at 63.6%. So definitely some positive trends there. And I'm just gonna go with a better football team here. I mean, it's two and two points is that's pretty much what you're gonna have if you win anyway. Um, so I think the Chargers are gonna win this game and I'm just going with a better team. So
1: <coughs> Okay.
0: Jack, who is your second pick?
1: My second I hope, pick.
0: I hope you don't pick the same one as me.
1: My second pick, uh, haven't picked them yet this year for lock of the week. I don't think I bet on them at all. I'm going with the Steelers. Oh, Steelers minus six against the Bears home on Monday night. Um, I haven't been too confident in the Steelers this year. Uh, but this win on Sunday, uh, is a big win. I think it's a bit of a momentum shifter. Uh, as I said on last week's episode, this. This stretch of three weeks, um, Brown's last week, bears this week, lions in the following week, are must wins games for the Steelers. Cause our schedule gets pretty tough, uh, down the stretch towards the end of the season. So I think the Steelers are going to capitalize on a weaker opponent in the bears and the lions next week as well. Um, Steelers are also home. I think that's a plus bears have some injuries. I don't know max Cleo max status up in the air. Uh, I don't think Dave Montgomery is going to be back. He could be. Uh, they have another injured defense I'm forgetting. Maybe Kyle Fuller. I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, also the Steelers, like, beat would have covered the spread against the Browns last week. I know it's 15-10, but if we have a kicker, then that game is obviously 17-10. We just didn't kick two extra points because didn't have a kicker. So if we went on the road and beat the Browns by a touchdown, I should be confident in us being the Bears, a worse team at home, by a That's
0: good. That's some good logic there. Um, Very good logic. Not my pick, so that's good. But Shref, who is your second pick? Yeah,
2: this this is one I'm excited for. I'm I'm going to go the the complete opposite of logic here, and I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm putting all my chips in one basket, and and the person that's holding the basket is is uh is Mike White. Um, oh, I'm I'm gonna be taking the Jets plus ten and a half against. The I had Colgers. this game
1: written down too. I like um, this one. I I love
2: Mike White, and 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 I'll and I'll tell you what, boys. I don't know why I love him, but I <laughs> I love him. And once again, this is another thing that this Colts team is very confusing to me. Right. They've they've won some games these past couple of weeks, and also lost last week to Tennessee. I can't figure out the identity of this team, and I I don't really see a scenario where they come out and just blow out the Jets. I, I don't see it, and I'm not sure why because I know the Jets are obviously very bad at football. Um, but Mike White, that's all, all I'm going to say. Two words two words for this weekend, Mike White. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I have for you, Mike White.
0: You guys want me to list all the quarterbacks that have thrown for 400 I'll plus yards it. and three uh, touchdowns uh, in their please. NFL debut? Please yeah. do it. Mike white.
2: I'm sipping my tea right now. As we speak,
0: Mike white. That's the end of us. Give
2: me Mike. Give me Mike white. Give me Mike white.
0: Yeah. That's I mean, 10 and a half.
2: That's so many points. They did it last. They, they already did it last <laughs> week. Give them to me again. They yeah. did it against a better team last week too. I'll, right. Give them to me again.
0: The jets two wins, oddly enough, have come against the Titans and the Bengals Amen. two of the better teams, in the NFL this year. So that's very odd.
2: Let's roll Mike white
0: but my golden role is to never bet on the road team on Thursday night football
1: too late. Mike white. Hmm. So is that, uh, do you have any stats behind that?
2: Absolutely. No stats. Uh, no, Mitch, no, no, no. Oh, oh, for Mitchell. Yeah.
0: I, I don't have them in front of me, but I know it's not favorable. Okay. Don't care.
1: don't care. Mike white. I, I, for all, I agree with stress for all the reasons he said about Mike white and what we've been saying. I haven't uh, given you a single reason for Michael. I just keep saying his name, <laughs> but I, I really just don't the Colts are that good. You know, I did that. That really like like, yeah. but both of
2: my picks this week are, are a bit more because of the team they're playing more than anything. Right. I, 10 and a half points is a lot of points for an NFL game.
1: Yeah. It's a Thursday night game. Thursday night. You, it's an ugly game. You know, you know, you know, they're
2: going to be kicking off in the third quarter and it's going to be like seven, three Like
1: Carson you, Wentz you is going to give the ball to the other team. At oh, some yeah. Point. oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I'm not Give feeling this White. one. To, I'm not <laughs> feeling this one, to be honest. I, I think the Colts are going to win comfortably. That's fine. Well, yeah, they, they,
2: yeah, that's fine. They can win all they want.
0: I said win comfortably.
2: Ah, well, I mean, I mean, comfortably could be like seven points.
0: Cover comfortably.
2: Ah, okay.
0: So, Mike White. the final pick here for lock of the week is one I also may end up regretting, <laughs> but I'm going with. The Houston Texans plus six and a
1: half. We're we're betting on Jets and Texans this week. Oh boy. Yes, we are. I did that the other (laughs) week. Remember, I bet on the Texans against the Colts. Oh no, I bet on the Texans against the Colts. Something you guys are both doing right now. (laughs) And I got beat badly. That's fine. That's fine. Who are the Texans playing? I forget.
0: The Texans are six and a half point underdogs against the Miami Dolphins.
1: Yeah, they are. (laughs) Imagine if Watson got traded this week. (laughs) That'd be crazy. So crazy.
0: The Texans although their record would not indicate they're not as bad against the spread as you may think. They're only 4 and 4. So they're middle of the pack in, in covering. The main X factor in this is and I'm 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 taking a risk here because if Davis Mills is the starter here, then I would not have done this. But yeah. I am I'm going to You're bet, banking on Tyrod. Banking on Tyrod to be in there. If Tyrod's in there, I'm 100% confident they're going to cover. If it's Davis Mills, I still think they have a chance to cover, but I'm marginally less confident at that point. Tyrod Taylor in his career starts against the spread is 27, 19, and 3. So not quite Teddy Bridgewater levels, but still <laughs> very, that? very respectable. It's Teddy Bridgewater
2: light, perhaps.
0: Exactly. So 27, 19, and 3. Miami this year in 2021 is the fifth worst team against the spread, two, five, and one. So I just think in a in a in a matchup where so far these teams, in my opinion, have not looked that much different. I'm going to go with the team that's getting six and a half points. So, I like it. I think it should be, in my opinion, more of like a three, or, like I'd say four. I think four, four, four points. and a half four is probably fair. Yeah. So I think they can get it within a field goal at the, at the worst. So, and if Tyra if Tyra plays, I think they might even win. To be honest,
2: he could take yeah. a money line at that point if he if he's starting. Honestly, the Dolphins are not good.
0: Yeah. So I um it kind of depends on that but I'm going to I'm going to take a risk because I think there was there from what I've looked up and read I think it's looking like it's going in that direction where he'll make a start but um it's certainly not certain at this point. So that's that's my pick. Cool. All right, so just to recap, Jack goes with the Chargers minus 2 points against the Eagles. And he also goes with the Steelers minus six. Schriff goes with the Cardinals minus one and a half, and Jets plus ten and a half. Mike White.
2: Yeah, I did. Mike White.
0: And myself, I went with the Chargers minus two and the Texans plus six and a half. So we get a couple dogs in there, four favorites, um, and we'll see how how it goes. Like we said, it's a very very tight race, uh, s- separated by only half of a game. Between myself and the these other two knuckleheads here. We're right there. All right, folks, that is our episode. It was a jam packed episode. A lot of a lot of headlines we had to get through. Um, share with us who you think your lock of the week is this week, and who you have winning MVP and the other awards. Feel free to reach out. And as always, we are always looking for Jeopardy contestants. So if anyone wants to take on our current champion, Alex. We're uh, always open to a challenge. I know that episode was a couple of weeks ago, but I just want to remind the audience of that. And I think that's it for me. And do you guys have anything to close out the show?
1: No, I'm cool. Yeah, we're chilling. Yeah, we're cool.
0: Rock on, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on, excuse me, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at Hogline Podcast. Rate and review us on any... podcast platform you feel so inclined to and be sure to share the show with your friends enemies family and dental hygienists thank you folks we'll catch you next time
2: see you peace and love